Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is July the 15th. It's the 123rd day of the virus, and we are in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. It's the widow of Zarephath story, and there's something in this story that we found from Luke chapter 4 before it got volleyed back to the Old Testament. There is something in the story that is worth throwing Jesus off a cliff for. And there's also something in this story that's worth having it in the Bible for. And we are going to find both of those reasons today. Remember, it's a story of obedience in the darkest hour and desperation meeting decision. So let's read. The word of the Lord came to him. Arise. This is a word of the Lord to Elijah the prophet. Arise, go to Zarephath, which is a place which belongs to Sidon, which is like a country and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So we see the Lord's activity in this widow's life before he gets there. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. So he's asking her for an action of faith, demonstration of belief, and afterwards make something for yourself as if there's going to be anything left over for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. So that was verse 14, and then we stopped yesterday in verse 14 and a half where she has to make a decision, and then here it is. And she went and did, as Elijah said. And she and her household ate for many days. And the promise fulfilled here in verse 16, the last verse. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So let's talk for a second about what is so offensive of this uh, story that it is worth killing Jesus and throwing him off a cliff, essentially stoning him, bringing the stones to him by throwing him into the stones. So the problem is uh, Zarephath, its alignment, its its affiliation. So it's geographically, it's outside of Israel, it's uh, north of Israel, it's in Lebanon, Uh, what we call Lebanon today. Uh, It is a different people group, a different way of thinking. And here's the offense of the story. So if I'm a Jew, who do I think that Jesus should come to? Who do I think that his kingdom should come to? Well, the answer is me. And the non-answer is anybody who's not me. So It's a story about geographical and political and tribal and religious and racial differences amongst people group. Uh, 
it is essentially the same offense that Jonah, I'll summarize the book of Jonah for you, uh, God says to go to the Ninevites, the Assyrians, that are just the worst people group uh, of all time. And Jonah says, are you out of your mind, Lord? You're not going to be active in that group and offer those people repentance. No way. I'm going to get, I'm going the opposite way. So he gets in a boat and goes 180 degrees the other way. Essentially, the people that throw Jesus off the cliff, in my humble opinion, that's what they're doing. It's the people that think they're in the kingdom. And when they see God working outside the kingdom, they're so angry that they just they just freak out. So those are people that think they're in the kingdom, the Jews that throw Jesus off the, the group. And then there's the other side of the story, which is a pe- person that thinks they're outside of God's kingdom, that they're not favored by the, by the Lord. And then they find that the Lord shows up somehow and says i'm gonna i'm i'm asking something of you i'm sending this prophet to your land and i want you to feed and water him even though you're in a famine and even though you're in a drought and you have nothing you are a a, strike one you're a woman strike two you're a a widow strike three you have responsibilities to a, a dependent kind of a child uh strike four you're poor as dirt, strike five, you're to the end of your life, uh, and then, and now God is, is coming, and you want me to sacrificially give to this prophet guy. So, of course, in faith, something is required of the, of the person before they see it. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of the point of faith. It's a, it's an unseen promise of God that before you see it, you believe it. And so I think there's two parts of the story. The people that think they're in, and then this woman who probably thinks that she's out, every morsel of her life has been pointing that she's out of it. So everybody that comes to God at some moment realizes they're outside the kingdom and that God is asking them to come inside. And in in this sense, I think the woman has the advantage as opposed to the people that try to throw Jesus off the cliff. They think they're in and they're not. She thinks they're out and she is. So she is actually right. So I think God is asking us, why is this in the Bible? He's asking us to be like the, the widow of Zarephath to believe before we see, to give an action uh, of belief. And maybe maybe you who are listening are uh, you know that you're outside God's kingdom. Good for you. That's step one. Step two is, hey, maybe God's action and activity is with you and he wants faith out of you, wants belief out of you before you see it. So maybe today is the day for you to believe. Think about it. Amen.